Welcome back to another edition of When Bad Things Happen to Good People, a podcast about censorship and the arts. My name's Todd Sullivan. Joining me as always is Peter Ammon. Hello, hello. And we have a very special guest this week, uh, introducing Ayla Ammon. Hey, hey. Peter's daughter. And uh, we are all here to talk about a little book called Heartstopper by Alice Oseman. It's so exciting to have you here. Uh, we don't normally have special guests like this, so this is super exciting. I am super excited because I love Heartstopper, and I'm super excited just to be on a podcast because I listen to them like all the time. So this is definitely a pleasure. Fantastic. Yeah, because this is um, sort of a book intended for younger people, I think it's fantastic that we can have uh, a perspective from that perspective. Um, yeah, so um, Heartstopper is... A, it's a young adult graphic novel. Yes. Yeah. Um, my child has been reading it, and they described it to me as sort of um, a queer-friendly love story. Yeah. Which I think kind of describes it. Yeah, you bet. But um, also a very high school story as well. Yes, it's it's set in a high school. Um, it's it's a bit of a uh, 180 degree from covering Rage, which is another high school story, <laughs> yes, yes. to this. These are very, two very, very different high schools Very here. different high school stories. Yeah. Um, less owl shit in this book, for less sure. Less owl shit, <laughs> yes. Um, and so far, uh, fewer homicides, but this is only the first volume. That's too. true, so there, that's true. There's, there could be there's more a, later. There's more books on the way. I got a question for you, though, Ayla. Have you listened to this podcast before? Um. So... I am guilty of not really listening to many episodes of this specific podcast. I did listen to like the most recent one about rage with my mom. And we did a little question. We gave you guys a little question and everything. But I think that was about like I've heard like the brief moments that you've like played or like mothers played in the car. But that's it. I've not gone on on my own and done anything. All right. Well, that makes me feel pretty old. So thanks for that. <laughs> I listen to podcasts. I just like I'm more of a true crime podcast. So sorry. All right. So we need to find books that are banned. Yeah, we need to find some banned true, true crime books. Crime. Yeah, and maybe we can um, <laughs> we hit can... your hit your tastes a little bit better. That's right. Yeah. It'll it'll increase our, our appeal in general, I think. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, that seems to be the biggest podcast market is true crime. It really does. <laughs> um, but then, of course, I think you have to fight to be seen in that yeah, market as well. Pretty saturated. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to do by jumping on this book now is I want to do something that was appropriate for Pride Month. Yes. Um, I'm not sure this episode will be out before Pride Month is done, but we're recording it uh, on June 18th, so it's still within Pride Month. And we read it within Pride Month. We read it within Pride right. Month. We were focused on meeting that goal, yeah. I was very proud of myself for reading it, so that fits in with the whole theme of Pride <laughs> yes. Month. I'm proud anytime <laughs> I sit down and have time to read, exactly. so it fits in. <laughs> but I also wanted to do something that um, fit in with the uh, some of the bands that have been going on in the United States right now which is definitely on the uptick, particularly in Florida. 
um, where this is one of the books uh, that has been pulled. Yes. Uh, specifically, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read directly from uh, Wikipedia. In 2023, the Heartstopper novels increasingly became subject of a wave of U.S. restrictions against books featuring uh, people of color, racism, gender identity, and or queer individuals. The books were pulled from shelves in at least two school districts, Clay County, Florida, and Canby, Oregon. It's also been banned in Turkey. In September mm. 2021, Turkey's Ministry of Family, Labor, and Social Services labeled the publication harmful, concluding that some elements in the book might have harmful effects on the morality of those aged below 18. Following this decision, copies of the books are only allowed to be sold inside of sealed envelopes with the label harmful for children in Turkey. Interesting. So this, this reminds me of our live episode uh, on, on Rage where we talked about the warning labels on books. Right? It yeah. sounds like Turkey's Turkey Turkey's took the, there. Turkey took the, Turkey beat us to it. They did that yeah. two years ago. And, and also like a sealed envelope too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Want to buy it just because it has the envelope mysterious. It also kind of reminds me, this is a little off topic, but I think that's what they used to do with like music. Like when you'd buy like records or whatever at the store they'd have like a big label that would say like parental guidance oh yeah caution explicit content things like yeah, that like yeah. a huge label versus now like half the time it's just like in a little corner for like when they're really explicit so so what were we talking about uh we were talking we're about digressing where it's been, into we were talking about labels. where it's been banned um and uh yeah let's start talking about I, so i my, my i'm not able to access my notes today and uh pete didn't make any so, <laughs> which is odd, yeah. Normally, I, I kind of take a lot of notes, but because it's such a quick read, yeah, it's tough to to just kind of. Normally, when there's chapters and things, I'll I'll pause between each chapter and try and kind of collect my thoughts mm -hmm. and make some notes. But this is just, I mean, the whole thing I think takes about twenty minutes to read. So even though it's two hundred and sixty three pages, it's it's a quick read. Yeah, it was a little longer for me. I I read it in about an hour, I think. Um, but I was also. Sort of pausing to look at the 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 the, the art, um, it's a very. I felt like it's a very kind of loose style. Um, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the not, sometimes are... there's not not everything is necessarily locked into a panel. There's stuff kind of floating around panels. Sometimes I feel like sometimes there's not even necessarily a panel containing stuff. Um, yeah, some of the some of the the dialogue bubbles uh, extend out uh, outside of the panels. Yeah. There's little text messages and things and, you know, noises especially will not appear in a panel. They'll be kind of outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the artwork, I think, is part of what makes this, this book so enjoyable. Like, it's, a, it's an interesting style. Yeah. And that, like, stuff is happening outside of the panels and, you know, there's this whole atmosphere and world um, that's, that's built kind of in that sense. I, I think that's kind of pretty neat as far yeah. as how it's presented graphically. And I felt in spite of the looseness of it that, like, Every character was easily recognizable. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, so even though like it's a, a fairly, I don't want to say simplistic necessarily, but it's it's a loose kind of not very detailed style. Yeah, I mean it's not a Watchmen or you know something no. like that as far as the. But the... you could still immediately recognize characters. Yeah, which is important. Yes, because we we need to know who Ben is and who Nick is. Yes, uh, pretty pretty quickly in the book and. Um, yeah, it's, it's easy enough to, to identify Charlie and, um, I, I think they're, they're also drawn really well in the sense that, you know, some of the emotions and things that 
that need to be conveyed in this kind of story, especially when there's, you know, when mm-hmm. one of the people are kind of in that self-discovery mode and are unsure. Yeah. A lot of that comes, comes across in terms of their expressions and, um, and kind of th- those kind of quick looks and interactions. Um, there's little, you know, panels that have kind of that freeze of, you know, a confused look or, a, you know, a head tilt and things like that. Right. So that I think is also yeah. quite presented yeah. quite well. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, moments artistically is actually when, um, no details yet because we're not there yet but one one character is glancing lovingly at another character sort of while that other character isn't really noticed and it i I think we've all or most of us have had that moment of like looking at somebody that we have a crush on with that like oh my god like a stolen glance as well glances exactly exactly um so the first image we see if memory serves me correctly uh is uh charlie and ben is it ben Ben, yes, ben making out yeah. and uh and i remember i immediately saw this and my first thought was there is a not insignificant number of parents who saw this single page and immediately went we need to ban this book yeah i mean it's it's page two uh the first page i think just says january you know gives the the date and says meet yeah uh and uh and yeah and then it's you know the the third panel i think immediately mashing two, faces together two boys making out in the library in in the dark library you know in the in the whatever the the short stacks or the back stacks however <laughs> you know the the place to be in the library um so yeah I, I can definitely see how just the most cursory skip through the book you would see that and be well you know this is against our values or you know all the, right, all yeah. the classic challenges uh, to the these kind of books right well that doesn't represent the right values and all that kind of stuff and it's right there on page two we didn't have to read read the rest of the book we we've seen all we we've seen see. all we need to know um but not not us we we need to know more so um that's our first introduction to the t- these two characters charlie and ben um they're making out for a while and then uh, the bell goes off um charlie heads off to class um, which is Hamlet 5. Yeah, so there's been a change, I guess. He has a letter from the school that they're now having kids from different years. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of groups. I think they call them like vertical classes too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because there's there's different years of, uh, of students. So right. they're all in one class. Uh, and yeah, so, th- so there's going to be a few students from each year in their new form groups. And this... Uh, is essentially what leads to uh, Charlie meeting Nick, who, mm-hmm. is a, who is a grade above him or a year older. Yeah, uh, year, he's in year eleven, and Charlie's in year ten. So this is this school change is essentially what sets the whole thing in motion. The school change and the uh, the seating plan that the teacher comes up with mm-hmm. seats him right next to to Charlie. So uh, Charlie and Nick meet, and then over the first sort of few pages, we see them sort of get to know each other get friendlier with each other. Yeah, there's a little, you know, montage where every day they kind of like say, you know, hello, hi, and kind of hey, and they, they seem to get a little more comfortable with each other. Yeah, a little other. friendlier each yeah. time. Yeah, and then there is the pen incident. Yes. Uh, it is one of my favorite scenes, especially because like in the show, they have it like word for word. It's just a super cute scene overall. Well, we'll mention that now that uh, you know there's Netflix has a show based on based on the books, um, and we'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that later on as far as kind of how it compares to mm-hmm. the book and you know what's different. And um, obviously, this book reads fairly quickly, uh, and to to stretch out a TV show, you need a, a little bit more um, 
uh, you know, uh, events happening, more characters, that kind of thing. So we can talk a little bit about that later on. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a good way to experience uh, the book as well in the sense that a lot of it is, you know, straight from the book, word for word, mm-hmm. or really, really close to how it's portrayed in the, in the graphic novel. Um, so yeah, we're at the pen scene. The pen, um, I guess it's uh, Nick's pen sort of explodes all over his hands. Because yeah. Nick likes fountain pens. It makes his cursive writing look right. Good. So I yeah. mean, we They're hard to have, use, but we already have a little tiny clue about Nick <laughs> right there in the whole fountain pen. I like how my writing looks. Thing. So I, I, I just want to say, I don't think we want to suggest that liking good penmanship necessarily makes you gay. Right? <laughs> no, no. But I think it's the... the if that's what you, you were know, going for. That, that he's... That he's willing to uh, take this risk uh, uh, to get that fanciness with it. Interesting, you know I mean? interesting. But anyway, that, that's, that's maybe a bit of a stretch, <laughs> but just saying, this could be the first little foreshadowing. Yeah, so he does like fountain pens. Uh, he gets the ink all over his hands. Um, the teacher tells him to uh, head off to the bathroom to clean up. And the teacher also uh, makes Charlie accompany Nick. Because Nick can't open any Nick doors by himself. He doesn't want Nick touching anything, right? Yeah, exactly. That go hold the doors open for the him yeah. and Yeah. Um and so they go off to the bathroom. They have a you know nice little exchange in there. Um I don't remember any details about that conversation. It's a super cute scene. He was like, oh, I'm gonna be blue forever. He's like, you can make it a new school fashion and and then Nick's like, I'll pretend it's a tattoo or whatever. <laughs> right. It's super cute. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like one of my favorite like scenes that they like kind of start meeting with. Definitely, uh, you know, you talk about like a meet cute type scene mm-hmm. in, a, in a movie or TV show. Definitely has that vibe to it for sure. This little their first kind of private exchange uh, in the bathroom with this incident uh, of the pen all over, and they're they're laughing and giggling and you know, yeah, like it. It is very intimate in a sense. Yep. Um, and it's their first real kind of conversation that we see in the book yep. because it's really been a lot of hey how are you hello like that kind of stuff it's yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the first all right mate <laughs> it's their first it takes place in britain too that's worth yeah. worth noting it is a uk british yeah um but it is it's sort of their the first moment where they they kind of they're vibing together they they get along they start to sort of realize that this could be i think a you know kind of a friendship um not long after that, I think we jump ahead to the next month. Yeah, so they're they're. Although no, I think first of all we have um, we have Ben kind of texting Charlie and trying to yeah. get him to meet up in the the library. Yeah, uh, he like had the bell rings or whatever, and he has to check the time, and then he realizes that Ben texts him, and that kind of right. Yeah. And he was all like, you know, texting and texting and texting and texting. And then yeah. finally, it's something like, I don't fucking need you. And, and kind of like, yeah, getting these angry texts. Yeah. Like, why are you ignoring me? And you're fucking useless. Or, yeah. And it, it sort of reveals fairly early on that Ben maybe isn't a super nice guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's a year 11 uh, as, as well. Right. So in in that crowd that aren't aren't typically all that nice. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it does jump ahead to like kind of when he talks with Tao about like him being friends with Nick Nelson, the rugby lad, the rugby king yes, and everything. Yeah. So being the rugby lad, I think, is is this, you know, 
area of the school or or, uh, or class of kids that are typically thought of as pretty hetero. Um, the British jock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, rugby, rugby lads, would be yeah. like the British version of football, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, they're yeah. the you know yeah. they're the big class. Although in Britain, football is is soccer, but uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to make yeah. that extra Ameri- confusing. American football. American, American football, football. Yeah. 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 Um, there's also a point where um, Charlie realizes that Ben has a girlfriend. Yes, that is super important because then he definitely like is like I don't want to meet up anymore. Yeah, kind of leaves him on red. Because, <laughs> because like, no more. Charlie is is out. He's an out gay kid. Um, ben is not. And uh, we, we end up finding out in more detail later that Charlie's sort of been feeling like Ben is taking advantage of him because because Ben doesn't want to come out or isn't ready to come out yet. And so is just picked this one kid that he can secretly make out with in the library without having to actually make any kind of commitment to. Uh, just uh, it, you are. It is 100 percent like I get that. But like I think. It's not so much like the fact that he's like I'm not ready to come out yet because like as as like someone who's gay he like most hundred percent like understands the feeling like Charlie himself they don't explain this novel I don't think as much but the he was like he came out without consent like someone else like his secret was blown oh okay i don't know what that was in here i don't briefly mentioned that it wasn't his choice i think it's like one kind of panel where they say or maybe uh, or or i think there's something in they say it in they say it in the show for sure and then i think in the there's a set of panels that are a flashback yeah where it it flashes back to like 10 months through text what occurred with ben um, and it do, as part of that, it does briefly mention that it kind of wasn't his his choice. Um, he told a small group of people, and then it got out. So yeah, Charlie is is not out by choice necessarily. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't think that really takes away from the fact that Ben is clearly using him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. I mean, he, Ben has used that information to his own advantage. Yep. Um, is keeping this very secret so that Ben can explore, you know, whatever he's dealing with. Uh, with no personal cost or and, risk to himself. And by maintaining, you know, a relationship with a girlfriend, he's definitely giving the message that he's not interested in anything serious with Charlie. That's or doesn't appear to be. Yeah. I think that's well, and kind that, of... And that was, I think, yeah. that was the breaking point for Charlie is, you know, he kind of put up with it, the, the treatment for a while, but when he saw Ben with the girl, that's when he kind of realized, yeah, Ben is just using him, I think, right? I, yeah, hundred percent. He like he saw his girlfriend and was like, and then he even explains it in their fight. He's like, we only meet up when you want to, and like, you have this girlfriend. Like, you're not paying attention to like me at all. You're just I'm just your little boy toy or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, after he sees the girlfriend, that's when he texts uh, Ben and says, "I don't want to see you anymore." Yeah. Up until then, he'd been mostly just avoiding Ben's texts. I think that was the moment where he's like, "Nope, we're done. Bye." Yeah, officially. Officially. Um, then we, yeah, we jump ahead to February, I think. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we have, uh, Nick at rugby practice happens to catch Charlie running. Yeah. And again, uh, one of these panels where it's almost one of these forlorn glances, uh, secret glances as well. Cause he's kind of, you know, he's at practice, he's looking through the fence and, um, yeah. A little, a little glance, like yeah, while, yeah, yeah. While he sees like Charlie, because 
I'm pretty sure like Ben texts him or something and then he's like really uncomfortable and he kind of just like watches him and he's like, you know what? I well, should no, go this is where Charlie's running. Uh, so Charlie's in PE class oh, and he's running uh, and he's super fast. Like the the teacher says we've been it, at yeah. this all, all term and nobody's beat nobody's Charlie's, beat Charlie's time. time yet. So he, you know, he's he's a sprinter. He's a he's a runner. Yeah. And Nick kind of sees that and is like, oh, hey, haha. And he decides to um, see if Charlie wants to join the rugby team. Yeah. And Charlie's first thought is like, uh, what? Well, when Nick first comes up to him, though, he has this little daydream where he thinks Nick is going to, like, profess his love and ask him out. Yeah, like, I know. That's a great like, panel. I'm gay, and, and too. Then, yeah. And then the, the panel snaps back to, like, hey, you want to join the rugby team? Right. Yeah, that's like, true. Just right back to reality. And he's Ooh. like, what? <laughs> no more daydreaming. <laughs> Um, but after, after some coaxing, I think, you know, he does agree to try it out. He's nervous. Um, you know, he thinks of rugby players as being sort of these big jacked out dudes and he's sort of a scrawny, fast kid. Yeah. Yeah. He, he thinks of himself as small and weak. So, you know, it's, it's at odds with, with rugby, uh, potentially, but being fast, um, kind of in any sport big advantage yeah so, for sure you know the nick wants him on the team because nick's a winner <laughs> yes um so they 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 have a few pages showing them uh you know um nick showing charlie the ropes of rugby showing him how to throw the ball um well there's an interesting thing here just before they get into that first practice okay. and um there's a little panel where the the boys are in the locker room before oh. the, yeah the next oh, kind of page there where they're talking with Nick before Charlie has arrived at the locker room for the first practice. And there's kind of this banter of like, you know, he's gay or, you know, do gay people even like sports? <laughs> like just these weird kind of comments. Uh, but there's one saying like, Hey, I know he's kind of popular. Um, no, you know, it, even, it even says everyone loves him, which. Yeah. So it, really it seems shown. to indicate, and, and this is different than the show. It seems to indicate that Charlie's coming out, even though it wasn't his choice, um, and and the book does mention he had some bullying happen to him, uh, but that some older boys kind of helped him out of that. Um, it seems like he's actually well regarded in the school after after that, and is is quite popular. People like him. Whereas I, I know we said we talk more about the show later, but in the show he's presented as more of this loner with a small group of friends um, who is is struggling more in school. Right. Um, and, it, you know, I, I, I get it. The Hollywood kind of like add a little layer of struggle and, you know, need for growth and that kind of thing within the show. But in the book, he seems to be fairly well adjusted. Right. And the, the lack of kind of being into into sports or, um, you know, it, it's not because maybe he wasn't ever invited or anything like that. Um, he just has never tried. Yeah. Right? I mean, even even in the books, I know it's like 100 percent like maybe he just didn't want to go. But even in the books, it doesn't seem like he talks to anyone other than, like, Tao and Nick at all. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't, like, doesn't, like, talk to any, like, other people in his classes or, like, it's not, and it's not even, like, he's saying, like, hi to every, to a person every now and then in the halls, like, does not Yeah, to like be fair, th- I mean, the books are focused on the relationship between Charlie and Nick, yeah. but, yeah, I, I agree that, you know, aside from those kind of few comments, there isn't much evidence, I guess, Suggesting that, that, that he's are, popular. Yeah. 
but yeah, so anyway, he uh, he walks into that chatter in the locker room. Right, right. <laughs> Talking about how he's kind of maybe small and weak and, you know. One of my favorite things to do is to walk in a room full of people talking about me. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so he kind of shuts everybody up. Uh, and then they get into it. Yeah, he learns about rugby. It's super cool that in the books they actually like explain the four ways to like score in rugby, right? which is a try, a conversion, a penalty, or a drop goal. I'm not going to explain it, but they have the entire thing where like Nick kind of does a short explanation of like what each is, which you do not. I would. I don't think I would have learned that in, like in any other circumstance. No, I learned more about <laughs> rugby just from reading that book <laughs> yeah, than I ever knew before. I like. I did my teacher in sixth grade like made us do like rugby like passes we did like a week of like where we like learned the like a few rules and like how to play rugby never learned any of this i didn't know <laughs> any of this at all <laughs> like i didn't even know a penalty was a way to score like <laughs> so right i learned more from well congrats alice osman you may, you may <laughs> be turning a lot of people onto rugby with this book as well um, right exactly and then and then um nick kind of becomes uh you know qui-gon kind of to uh, to obi-wan Ch charlie's obi-wan here mm -hmm. with uh, becoming his rugby kind of mentor mentor um and teaches him you know uh, the the coach is um i think surprised to see charlie but is is all for it she knows charlie's fast yeah um she and call, she even calls him the chosen yes one. yes <laughs> So the coach is all for Charlie coming on the team, and she specifically directs Nick to take time out of practice um, to show Charlie the ropes. Yeah. So they keep getting thrown into these situations where they're the forced faculty, to, yeah, to spend time where together. They're forced to be on their own and and you know communicate and and learn things and and you know be in these kind of maybe very, grapple each other a little yeah, bit. These very intimate situations. <laughs> so I don't know if the the teachers at Truham School are really into this as well. But I actually have like. This is a minor spoiler. It's not like at all a huge thing, but the the coach, the ex like semi pro rugby player, she's actually she is lesbian, or so she has a wife, and it's actually shown later. She has like a little picture in of the her. Books? Yeah, in the books okay. later on, they don't even show it in the show, at least not in the season that they have out. And it's like on her desk, and she's like, "Don't always assume just because like." you don't play sports you're gay, like or something like that yeah and there and then it zooms out and she in the book. and she actually sh and there's a little like a scene where like it kind of like backs out and there's a picture of her and her like girlfriend or wife on her desk like kissing and it's super cute and i think that's kind of probably why nick and charlie were like pushed a little bit more by her i you know i I, I would prefer to think of the, the, the coach as being like more innocent and not trying to set anything up romantically. Probably not. To me, it would just be the fact that like by this time, in just observing the school, I think you could see that you know um, Nick and Charlie were hanging out. They were friends. Um, it, it probably like everyone in um, the rugby team knew that Nick was the one who invited Charlie to come join them. And so it's just a matter of saying like, you know, this is the dude that brought you in. This is the dude you're probably going to be most com comfortable with. Go learn from him. Yeah. You know? There was also like literally no one else around when they walked in. So it was like, have you ever played rugby? No. Nick, you're here. Okay, go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so where, where do we go from learning rugby? Well, well, learning rugby is their first real physical. Yeah. There's some tackles so, going on. Yeah. So they're, they start well with passing and then they get into tackling. Yeah. 
uh, right? And so Nick's Nick's offer is like, I won't even dodge. Like, just come at me, bro. Yep. I'm not gonna dodge. <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> come at me, bro. You know. And then they, you know, they tussle on the ground. They're they're all like on top of each other. And Nick's like, Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. And, you know, just this real sweet moment. Here. But there's there's and then Charlie's like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. There's there's like there's 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 art here that definitely shows like some amount of like blushing or embarrassment because of the you know oh my god I was just like Close laying contact. on your chest and yeah. oh my god it's so romantic. Another another thing I love about like the graphic designs that they also add into the show is just the little leaves that yeah. they have around the comics. Yeah, and it's super cute because they like color them. I think they have it there and they have on other volumes they're different colors as well. And then in the show, every now and then you'll see them like do a little swoosh oh interesting the top interesting the screen and it's like it's just such like a cute and like little detail that i just like adore well I'll, i guess that brings us to something uh just heading back into the actual artwork of the book is um it's fairly monochromatic in the sense that um it isn't very colorized uh, no it's it, basically black white and a shade the shade in this case being green blue. greenish blue yeah. yeah and that's that's pretty much all the color that we get which I think kind of, you know, for those those emotions that we talked about, probably as an artist would, would make it more challenging, I think, to, to display those. But it seems to work in this format mm -hmm. um, and definitely f makes it feel more British, I think. Okay. Uh, it, you know, like it looks like everything's just kind of overcast. Okay. <laughs> you know, like this this bluish gray kind of hue to everything. So it's, it's always cloudy. It's just always wide up there, guys. Right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It fits definitely fits the North American picture of like gloomy old England. Right. Kind right. Of weather but and, you could also imagine it's set in Vancouver if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Where it'll be just as overcast, if not more so. Any spring in like an any spring or fall in like a North American country. Yeah. yeah. Or. All winter in England. Uh, so any, anyway, the rugby training, there's a little kind of montage here where, you know, two days later, five days later, so Charlie's learning the ropes, he's getting better at rugby, and he seems to be interacting with other players on, on the team oh, yeah. as well, yep. right? Yep. They, they see him coming along, they see him learning the game, so it, it doesn't seem he's like doing better he's and better. just there as Nick's friend, like he's actually seeming to prove himself oh, as yeah, a totally. capable rugby player. Totally. After he actually like catches the ball and starts like actually practicing with the players, they're definitely like, oh, he doesn't suck, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. The, la the lads seem to be there for it. They're picking up what Charlie's putting The lads. Putting the, the, the the lads. lads. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a rugby lad now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're just going to flip along. This is, this is yeah. easier to just look at what's happening in the book. Uh, so, yeah. So, one week later, they're, uh, they're talking about rugby. Oh, uh, cutting his hair. Yeah, yeah, cutting his hair. You know, they're, they're just What's sort of the these, next these little kind of intimate interactions. Um, and then, uh, so Charlie gets a text from, from Ben, I think, here after, after the locker room. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, yeah, they're in the locker room getting changed. Um, he gets a text. We don't see who it's from initially, um, but he's just sort of making excuses. He says it's for his mom, I think. And his mood changes. Like yeah, Charlie's yeah, yeah. mood really like, changes. You can see, like, in the art that he's, like, just, like, either, like, he's really sad and kind of gloomy and a little bit uncomfortable yeah. even after it's, like, confronted and, like, acknowledged, like, hey, what's happening yeah, on your like, phone there? Like outside of the normal British, like, yeah. sadness. Yeah. And, and again, t speaking again to the to the art and the apparent simplicity of the art, I would say in spite of the apparent simplicity, um, she's incredibly good at sh conveying 
specific emotions. Like when you look at one of these characters, there's never any doubt about what they're feeling. You know, you know, looking here, you know, like you said, here we've got Charlie. He's got the text. You can see his mood is dropped. He's he's tense about something. Uh, and then uh, Nick says, Are you OK? And you can, again, immediately tell in Nick's face that he's concerned for his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, these are very, I shouldn't say very complex, but for the simplicity of the drawing, you know exactly what's happening from panel to panel in these characters' faces. Um, and so I think this is where um, Charlie goes to try to... Yeah, he's confronting Ben. ben. Or, yeah. or this will be the first time, I think, since he really has started ignoring Ben that he's going to... Yeah, because there's a later confrontation him. as well. Yeah, ben texts him and he's like, you know what, let me just go talk to him. Like, say it is over. What do you want? Like, I'll, like if you're here to apologize, sure. But like, this is ending... Just like to kind of like conclude everything, yeah. you know, to get a closure. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't go that all that great. Uh, it gets a little physical. So he, he meets up with Ben. Ben is, you know, all, hey, don't worry, baby. You know, yeah. like, I didn't mean it. Uh, you know, all the kind of gaslighting kind of stuff starts happening yep. from Ben. Uh, and then he kind of forces himself on Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is this, what, uh, is this that right? one? So, you know, Charlie yep. is, is trying to say, no, it's over. You know, just continually not really giving any and consent. He, he... And, yeah, Ben gets really forceful, grabs him, like starts kissing him. And Nick uh, shows up. And then, yes, the our, our knight Nick. in shining armor yeah. <laughs> shows our up. Our rugby lad. Our rugby lad. Our rugby lad in whatever tackle uniforms they use. I don't know. Their yeah. pads. Oh, well, you don't wear pads in rugby. Oh, but uh, so Nick shows up. He pulls Ben off of him and, and you know, gives him a good shove. Um, we know they're in the same year, Ben um, Ben and Nick. Uh, but Nick, you know, being the, the big rugby lad, uh, you know, Ben doesn't really, you know, try and come at him or anything like that. He, he seems to be uh, a little bit scared. I think maybe more than anything, it's just surprise. He wasn't yeah. expecting to be... You know, up until now, he's sort of been the one who had power over Charlie. And now here's somebody who is going to exert power on him. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, um, and Nick pulls him off, tells him to fuck off. Yeah, Yeah. fuck off and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit sad that they don't do that in the show. I know it's PG-13, but like, would have been sad. Yeah, there's a lot less swearing in the show. That's for (laughs) sure. Oh, that's a bummer. They're not allowed. They're not allowed. There's so I many was, good scenes that it could have been used for. That's pr- that's probably a BBC uh, restriction. Oh, it could be. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure yeah. it would air in England. Uh, I was I was wondering whether or not I should be dropping f bombs on this podcast with your daughter here, but once I saw the the f bomb in the book, I'm like, oh, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> I've watched enough shows. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, um, Nick saves him and make sure uh, he's like okay and everything. Yeah. yeah so I mean. You can definitely see the the very good friend concern here, yep. of like just being a good friend. Hey, you looked you looked down after that text. You looked like something was wrong. I followed you. To so I stalked you for a little bit so to I, see what was no, up. I just I followed <laughs> you to see if you were stalking. okay, right? Because you kind of wandered off. Followed um, you into an alone building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you know, so there's there's that friendly concern, and then hey, maybe the, this, these are some more you know of these potential hints of you know Nick is is drawn to Charlie in, in different ways um, as well, right? I mean, we've seen some of the, yep. their intimate encounters already. Uh, and then this is also Nick just, you know, having more concern and more, perhaps more than friendship as far as his, his inkling to follow uh, Charlie that day. But it definitely leads to um, now Nick knowing a little bit more of 
kind of not Charlie's secret per se because Charlie is out, but the this interaction with Ben that was very secretive. Yes, um, Nick is now kind of part of that. Um, and then it, it leads to uh, some texting is where we get into. Yeah, they uh, they go yeah. their separate ways. Um, well, I mean, first before before the texting, just it's a, it is a really cute little scene as well about like how he's like you're always saying sorry, like it's not your fault. Don't say <laughs> yeah. sorry. It's like kind of want to say don't say it. Yeah, as, as Canadians, I think we really identify with this scene <laughs> of like you say sorry too much. Don't yeah. say sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Like, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, but they they did go their separate ways, uh, and later that night, um, Nick reaches out to Charlie by text. He he types up a couple of different options. Oh, sorry, there's this this becomes kind of chapter two. Um, this kind of text exchange. Uh, this is now crush. Yes, it is. So to it, this crush. changes from yes the this first kind of the... section, which is meet. Um, this is now crush. Yeah, two out of three guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good section through. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Here we have the, our flashback of um, it's 10 months before. Um, and I think this is the story of like Nick hearing about this other kid, Charlie, being outed yeah. or coming yeah. out as gay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Charlie's in ninth year. He's not in 10th year yet. So this is kind of like stuff that happened last year. And yeah, it's 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 more of the stuff where there's the odd shaped panels and the, the text bubbles that happen outside and just this really neat way of conveying a lot of things happening at once yeah. and what would be a really interesting kind of montage in a show presents really well in this this kind of format. Yep. Um, I also kind of love how Nick's hair is like different. Like you can tell it, he hasn't <laughs> yeah. grown into it yet. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. So we know that Nick is now kind of aware uh, of what happened with Charlie when he was outed, you know, the bullying and the, the talk and all that. Um, you know, Nick obviously remembers it, and then he starts to um, text with with Charlie, right? Because he he wants to reach out and yeah. say, "Hey, are you okay?" And and then it kind of starts to develop from there. And in a super weird way, he's weirdly texting on the computer instead and not his phone. <laughs> Don't know well, why. It it. I mean, in the show, they text only through Instagram. Uh, that's like. All the communication at the school is through Instagram, mm -hmm. um, whereas in in the book, I don't yeah, trust I, anyone who texts on a fucking photo yeah. app. Like like through just like a little social media app, it's like you're probably gonna get that leaked, like yeah. something. Like I would not be surprised if it's like, oh no, we're texting on like yeah, because you're using like Instagram, so yeah. But in, but there in the book, it seems more like. Facebook messages. Yeah, there are platforms kind of that, platform. that work on laptops and phones and like other multiple things. Yeah. So he takes a couple of cracks at like how he wants to reach out to um, Charlie and he basically lands on just sort of like, do you want to talk? I'm here kind of a thing, yeah, just right? Yeah, like, just want to make sure you're, you're okay, like you're doing good. How are you? Yeah. Right. Which, and sorry, just another th neat thing with the presentation in the book is that a lot of panels will show the the t the attempted text or the first text yes right? yeah exactly and then the next panel it gets deleted and there's kind of a, a different a, one there different one so you get to you get to kind of see that like what they were first thinking yeah no that text no good I don't want to say that just yet and then I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack and I'll write this instead we get a few different panels like that throughout the book yep. at this point as they start to text more and more which is very kind of neat because um, again we've all, we've all done that yeah but it also helps us get more into the characters heads and 
and kind of see yeah, how they're, it, they're mulling over these events. Yeah, and it, it, it in a way, it's an interesting way of giving you deeper into that character's head because it shows you what they want to ask before landing on what they do end up asking because those questions maybe seem too intimate or too revealing or whatever. A hundred percent, like, in, like, actual, like, novels and stuff, they do, like, the entire, like, you can... You can obviously like read whatever they're thinking, and it's a good way to portray it in like mm. a graphic novel, a hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah, um, it, yeah, graphic novels not really the medium for internal uh, monologues and yeah. uh, and that kind of thing. So this this way of doing it through it's not unheard texting, of though. Yeah, um, you know, definitely definitely gives us a good sense of not only what they're thinking but what they feel comfortable sharing. Like, so it gives us that that glimpse into that barometer of where each of them are kind of at in the relationship at the moment, which we, we know for Charlie, obviously he's got a crush on Nick. Um, you know, his friends kind of see it, you know, we know this is kind of happening, but we get this a little bit of a barometer on Nick as well that, yeah, maybe he's, he's feeling some things here or starting to potentially already. Yeah. Um, and so after uh, Nick sends his message, um, is it immediately after? There's basically there's a moment that is it's like two minutes that they talk through this. There's there's a moment that I, I I personally recognize and it's like when the person you've just messaged is writing back and you just see the little three dots of them typing and it just it never goes away and you're like what's well, the, the three dots are there and then it's five minutes later you're right the three dots are still there <laughs> right and you're like oh my god what are you saying or what are you thinking of saying or what are you saying and then deleting and then retyping and ah. There's a fear that like the three dots are going to go away, or you're going to get one of those massive text bubbles that, <laughs> that you got to scroll essay. through. And you're you're like, oh my god. god! And my my terror is the the one that's like you see that thing for five minutes and then you just get one sentence, and then I'm like, what did you decide not to say? <laughs> I will never know what it was. Yeah, that that text bubble's there for five minutes, and then you just get a okay, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, but he does basically say like. It's a lot of information, but uh, I mean, I'll tell you if you want. And uh, he goes into that backstory with Ben about how um, Ben kind of grabbed him after he was out as gay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, and, and these he, are, these he are goes, big text bubbles <laughs> here. These, these are the paragraphs, but it's not even one long one. It's repeated paragraphs. Yeah. Text, so it just kind of like explains their entire backstory about like how you like confronted him after like he came out and was like I was really brave of you and then kind of like started an entire thing with him it sure doesn't portray Ben in a very good light I mean he seems to be this kind of grooming predator type guy who just like latches on I mean, to Charlie Ben was Ben was swearing at Charlie very early on because he yeah. wouldn't answer his text like Ben was portrayed as an asshole yeah. right from the start but this makes him far more predatory I guess that's true uh, yeah as far as the, the way we read this flashback it even says like, and then the next thing I know, he's kissing me. Like, there's no, there's no warning. It's just like he's complimenting. Like, that was really brave. Oh, you're good at drums. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like pretty classic high school foreplay. But, uh, <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. It, but you know. Well, I, I think the the thing here. So he gets through the story, and and Nick, um, isn't kind of like oh you know, wow, you know, I, I didn't know that. He just goes, Ben is, is shit or Ben's a dick. I hate Ben, right? Like he just immediately sides with Charlie um, and, uh, you know, not like, 
hey, uh, you know, that was tough. Or he's just like, oh, I hate Ben. Like, how could he do that to he's you? He's like, please don't talk to him again. I will beat his ass. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's just a really interesting response that, uh, you know, goes maybe above and beyond sympathy in a sense of like, not only am I sympathetic, but I'm also angry and pissed off for you. I think it's a continuation of, <clears throat> of Nick confronting Ben in the hallway, though. It's that message of, uh, I'm your friend, I'm here for you, and I will protect you. Um, because I think in, in Charlie's story, there is a vulnerability that he's admitting to uh, in the way that he was sort of taken advantage of by Ben. And Nick is just saying, you don't need to worry about him anymore. I'm here. I will fuck him up if he messes with you again. That's coming from a rugby lad. So. That's coming from a rugby <laughs> lad. A rugby king. <laughs> and then you see like Charlie kind of, he's like, yeah, not a problem, but like kind of like supporting you, like thank you, whatever. And then like, then you see Charlie kind of being like, I'm so glad we're friends. I love talking to you. And then deleting that and just like sending a little heart emoji. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, I think we can all relate to moments where we've wanted to send someone a particular message and then we think better of it, and so we delete it and go back with the the slightly softer or safer. Safer. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then and then you get the little scene of just them kind of like after, like looking away from their devices in bed or like uh, sitting down or whatever. Yeah. And then Charlie is very much of an overthinker throughout the books. You see little scenes where he's like overthinking about every tiny little thing, like. Should I have said that? Does he actually like me? Does it like yada, yada, yada? I can totally relate to Charlie in that degree. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I think that's like, common with all teenagers, uh, you know, especially in high school. But yeah. certainly a lot, you know, some a lot more so than others. Yeah. Um, I, I think the thing here is, you know, Charlie seems to kind of read things correctly a lot of the time and then and then maybe doubt himself after right you know sure he, he has these these thoughts of, oh i think maybe nick likes me back or you know or and then no 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 i'm, I'm gonna overanalyze it and kind of walk everything back right so he doesn't like me anymore what happened like mm -hmm. but i mean the, the good news here is so he had this share and he's worried he's overanalyzing it should i have told him all that you know is this going to change things between us and nick comes in and is just Hey, you know, super friendly. Hey, bud. Tussles his hair. Like, hey, smiley face. Yeah, yeah no, nothing has face. changed in their relationship. You know, Nick is is no is not put off. Yeah. You know, he's he's right there. He's, you know, if not, um, you know, overtly friendly, certainly not. Nothing is, has, has dropped off. Yeah. Possibly uh, so even more like, I'm glad you shared this with me. We're probably like another like level or something more friendly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, the more you, you There's know, that level of trust that's yeah, being built. Exactly that. Yeah. They have a secret, I guess, in a sense. <laughs> much like, much like Charlie in rage. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're back to, are we only going to be reading books where the main character is Charlie in high school? <laughs> Charlie's in high school. Welcome to Charlie's in high school, a podcast about Charlie's in high school. <laughs> um, we get some more, uh, rugby action. Mm, I, Oh, sorry. Was there no, something? It's, it's just him arguing with his friend about Nick Nelson and being right. friends with the, with the rugby king, even though you're the little loser you are. 
Yeah, his friend is lo- less supportive uh, in the in the book here, right? He, well, I think he. Re- I guess maybe he is just trying to play the foil and manage expectations. Exactly, as, as because we are would. now in the chapter called Crush. This is when Charlie starts kind of really acknowledging that he has a crush on Nick, and everybody around him is kind of trying to get him to temper his expectations, right? And I think Charlie, even in himself, is tempering his expectations as much as he can because he yeah. he knows that this is, or I shouldn't say knows, but he feels like this isn't going to go anywhere. And there's a lot of moments from this point on where there's like a fun banter exchange between him and Nick. And then after he's like, oh, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Kind of a thing. Yeah, he's got the idiot, stupid idiot. Yeah. You know, he chastises yeah. himself for, for he's being, getting there. He's being all kind of yeah. flirty. And then like Nick is even maybe flirty back. And then afterwards, though, it's like, oh, man, no, that's, that can't be possibly real. And like, as soon as it's over, it's like, oh, no, did what did I just do? Is this going to like be good or bad on me? Like, yep. Well, and, and the other thing, too, it, it evolves into the point of, uh, not just, oh, you're an idiot for flirting or whatever, but then he starts to go, uh, you know, why did I fall for a straight boy, right? It, it really turns into, like, he can't help it anymore, um, and he's he's in it, right, with full-on crushing. Uh, and well, you can never help who you fall for is the I, thing, I, right? I guess so, yeah, but, you know, it, it evolves into that of just, like, oh, why did you say that, idiot, to, like, oh, now you've, now you've done it, right? Why, yeah. <laughs> why, have you, why have you fallen here? But in, in at where we're at here... His friend is just trying to kind of, um, yeah, temper temper the expectation or, or bring him, snap him back to reality a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, the, the signs he's getting from Nick don't seem to really stop either. Right. Yeah, this bit here where, like, Nick is picking him up and, and carrying him around the rugby field is sort of one of my favorite bits because there's, yep, that next page, the that one right there, that glance with the little heart on it. My, the, that's the my favorite cheek, that's like, my favorite panel that moment of like that's no, the stealing like, stealing like, a look yeah, he's so in love yeah yeah tee <laughs> <laughs> and then tells like he is the straightest person you will ever see like yeah. that is a hater that is a heterosexual man like yeah. that that's a heterosexual no, rugby no bro no chances over there that is the rug you people call him the rugby king like as an actual label like <laughs> come on <laughs> That is what he is known exactly. for. Exactly. That is his gender. That is his sexuality. Rugby yeah. King. Um, now it's March. Yeah, March. Yeah, so they're, they're just in class having a chat. Um, Nick is showing him some pictures. It sounds like he's talking his about... His dog. Yeah, well, the, the initial bubble is he's talking about a cheesecake that he made for his grandma. So, you know, like... For there's, his there's, nan. There's signs, there's signs with Nick hey, throughout it's, it's, here. It's for his nan. Yeah, nan is nan. his grandma. Nan. Yeah. You got to say it in a British accent. Okay. Just Hello, nan. A, just making a wee cheesecake for my nan. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that was a little Irish, but it's from the same <laughs> islands. It's more, oh, more Scottish. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's I, true, I, yeah. Same area, same yeah. area. Close yeah. enough. Anyway, so he's flipping through pictures on his phone and, and just casually ends up on his super cute dog, Nelly. Yeah. And I love Nelly. Nelly yeah. is the should be the main character. They should have <laughs> another comic where it's just Nelly. And we we don't know if this is just kind of subterfuge from, from Nick in terms of like trying to set things up but what it does lead to is nick saying oh you should meet my dog right right like oh hey come over. right because i think um of meeting my dog. but charlie also says like i don't i wish i had a dog and yes. my parents don't like dogs or something like that it's so like oh my god you yeah. should come meet my dog yeah. wink wink <laughs> and I, I i don't think that's necessarily at that point anything romantic again that's just i think the next step in in friendship is 
oh my god, you should come over to my house and hang out with me sometime. Oh my god, you don't have a dog? But you'll love mine. Yeah, dogs come are the best. Come visit my dog. It'll be great. He's old. He's not even going to bite you. Like, come on. <laughs> She's nice and old. She's she's, 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 she's nice so and old. old. She's nice and old that she's trained, but it still will like be with us and like move. Like she's still like hyper enough to like be active, but like also won't be jumping on you and everything. So. Also, I got to point out while we're talking about um, how Nellie is an old dog. I I mean I don't know for sure, but I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and seeing that Nick eventually gets a second dog, which maybe makes me think that he does. But does, does later, that mean that Nelly? In the later volumes, uh, I'm pretty sure Nelly's still alive. Oh, good, because I thought that was telling me that Nelly dies. <laughs> well, there's a, and there's he has a to little, get a replacement dog. There's a little panel in the back that says that uh, Nelly is 65. Yeah, I know. I know. There's the, uh, that was my I favorite thing, I don't want to do too. the math for that. Yeah, it, the, but there's the, the on the last few pages there, there's like all of the different characters, their birth dates, how old they are, and they include Nelly with um, her age and dog years, which I thought was adorable. A hundred percent. They actually online on like the webtoons where it's posted. I think there is like a little mini like short comic that is just from Nelly's perspective. Oh, brilliant! Of like, and it's like Nick going to like pick up Charlie during the winter or whatever, and she's like, "We love Charlie." Nice. We love Charlie. <laughs> Big brother's gonna go pick up Charlie. You know, <laughs> which is it's super cute, super cute comic. Awesome. Um. So yeah. So. Charlie does go over to visit. Yeah, on Saturday. Um, After getting a haircut and like contemplating, like, does it look good? Is it messy? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and th- is he gonna is love the, it? Is he gonna hate it? This is the first point where we meet uh, Charlie's sister, Tori. Yes. Um, love Tori. Who is who is this kind of girl who just kind of appears and has some advice for Charlie or a comment that kind of cuts him or hits him in a different light um, as he's kind of discussing this. Um, kind of, you know, crush with Nick, right? And Tori, it's worth noting, is the main character of Alice Oseman's young adult novel. Solitaire, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. Which was her debut novel and the entire reason for this because it's all about Tori's relationship with, I'm pretty sure his name's David. Okay. And then it keeps mentioning like her little brother Charlie's relationship with his boyfriend Nick. And yeah. Then so this is actually kind of a, a prequel that's about sort of explaining how those characters got how together. Charlie and Nick came together. Yeah. 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 And then actually I think in like the third or fourth volume, they even introduced David, Tori's boyfriend. Of this they introduced David? In Heartstopper, yeah. In Interesting. The la- in the okay. later ones, I think okay. in like, I think... Most likely the fourth, for sure, that you actually get to meet David in in the graphic novels. Yeah. Not too well, but he's okay. there. So his sister, I think at this point, kind of preps, preps him a little bit that, uh, you know, uh, she thinks that, uh, you know, oh, Nick's just a friend. And she's kind of, you know, teasing him a little bit uh, here, right? Um, and then he, he heads off to... Uh, Nick's house yep. for, for their, their first kind of, I guess, out-of-school encounter. Yeah, right? so the first they, time they've hung out out of school. Yeah, they've, they've been, you know, at rugby practice or whatever and at school, but this is the first real, like, nobody else around um, kind of hangout session. Yep. Okay, totally off-topic from this. and super quick. Just, like, another thing about the art is she adds dimples to, like, both Charlie and Tori. Whenever they smile, they, got, they have little dimples <laughs> and stuff. And I, I kind of just love that because it's a, it's like you never really see like dimples on graphic novels sure. that much. Like at least not from like what I've read. There isn't usually like okay. dimples being rep- – like it's not like it's not represented. It's just like it's not like 
usually that. Just a little detail that she adds yeah. in there that I We are it. officially demanding more dimples and graphic novels. More dimples, please. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> so he heads over, rings the doorbell, hello, meets the dog. In love. In love. Me with any dog. I just <laughs> like, oh my God, I love you immediately. I don't know if you're going to like try to bite me, but I love you. 100%. And to be fair, Nellie is a pretty cute kind of border collie. Yeah, border collies are uh, so adorable. So adorable. In, yeah. in, the, in the comics. I mean, look uh, at, look super at, look lovable. At Doesn't yeah. appear super old, though, uh, how Nellie's drawn. Yeah. Seems pretty active. Although she is like a smaller dog, I, so she is one that's going to last longer. Than that's true. Old. That's true. And I do find that like the, the, the I, I can't tell if a dog is old unless I see that dog moving. Um, which is hard to do in a graphic novel. Like you can show me a dog, and I, I would not be able to guess its age unless the dog is uh, up and walking around and like moving slowly yeah. and limping and whatever. Uh, but even even like I think again the small dogs um, they don't do that as much. I've I've seen some old small dogs who still I, have like, tons of energy. We had we had a dog, and he lived to like what? How old did he live? Like fifteen or sixteen years old? I'm sixteen, and he. I feel like up until like that kind of like last year, like when he got kind of like more sick, he was like still s- like pretty spry and running around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for until sure. like his like last few, like even just like months. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think this means that Nellie is for sure alive. Nellie is uh, doing a good and well, guys. Okay, good. I was starting to worry about that just from the Wikipedia page. I was <laughs> like, no, don't kill Nellie. <laughs> We'd all be really sad. If we would be. Guys. Yeah. Um, so they hang out. Um, I know teenager stuff. I mean, they, they get into like video games. They play Mario Kart. They play Mario Mario Kart. Kart. Charlie absolutely destroys him. So Charlie here, you know, it does mention in the book that he's got a little brother, uh, which is why he plays Mario Kart and he's so good at it. I'm pretty sure his little brother's name is Oliver, I'm think. And he is super cute. And he like, they even... There's like a li- there's tons of like mini comic strips. Yep, it is Oliver. And stuff. He's super cute, and I'm kind of sad that they don't add him in the books because like in the later novels he's a little bit more present, and it's he's just super super cute, and he's like he like talks to Nick and stuff, and there's this few like the super cute like innocent but also like sly comments that he makes. I feel like okay, nice. it's just super cute. Nice. Uh, but for the time being, this leads to kind of this little interesting exchange where Nick starts to list off things that that Charlie's good at. Yeah. Right. So he, Nick has obviously noticed stuff and it leads to a little bit of a tussle uh, between the two and some physical contact. Um, and then they notice that it's snowing outside. So now we're going to have a, an, an outside montage. Yeah. Just go up, play in the snow, catch the snow on your tongue. Which is also going to include some more stone glances. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And Nellie's there. And, and Nelly's she's wearing there. a coat. So oh, I missed that. Really? She wears a little coat. That's in there. adorable. It's super cute. There's scenes where like, yeah, she's just like on her back. Yeah. Anyways, back to the main characters. <laughs> this is really Nelly Nelly's is a story. main character, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a little snowball fight, snow like down the front of your jacket, which yep. is always not hundred percent. Some best. snow angels, and Nick, now Nick's now the the leaves in the panels have been replaced by snowflakes. Super cute. Yep. And then Nick takes a little picture of Charlie when he's not looking, which is even cuter than this, almost as cute as a stone glass. Totally. And then they have a moment afterwards where they go back in. Uh, Charlie's 
freezing. Nick, I think, goes and gets him like a blanket to put on. This was the most this was the most unbelievable part of the book for me, being as how it was set in Britain. They come in from this cold snow day and no cuppa was offered of tea. Oh, I see. Right. You know, for for being this British. Oh, he does have tea. Oh, no, no. That's this is after after Charlie leaves. He has some tea. But, you know, coming in from a, a snow day, these these boys that were out frolicking comes in and no tea was offered it just it seems to well seems to be a little unbelievable from yeah i mean should have been like hey do you want some hot chocolate real quick please yeah the one you want some tea hot chocolate come on i got mini marshmallows yeah uh but after warming up charlie does have to go um says goodbye um says goodbye to nelly says goodbye to nelly that's the hardest part uh and then uh, nick has tea with he has his cuppa his well, cuppa. And, and this exchange with his mom is pretty important, actually, as far as Nick, you know, if he if he hasn't been thinking about things in this way, um, what his mom says to him about Charlie kind of letting him be himself. More yeah. Than you, any you, of his you, other yeah, friends. Yeah, exactly. It, it seems like, like you can really be yourself around like, him. He's like, you're di- he's different from your other friends. Like you're more comfortable yeah. and you're more yourself yeah. around him. And then there's this panel where he kind of sips his tea with this really this really questioning look on his face, right? And, you know, just again, as we talked about the emotions that, that we get through the, through these drawings, yeah. you know, you can see the the consternation and, and questioning in this look as he as he sips his tea thoughtfully. It's, yep. it's a really interesting panel. And, and from the conversation, too, you can tell that, you know, because his mom says that and, and his response is, do I? Um, and it, it seems like he hasn't considered that before. Like, this he's is the like, first time it's been brought to his attention. He's, like, confused and, like, also, like, kind of, like, kind of overlooking, like, kind of everything that he's been doing with Charlie's like, huh, like, it, is this actually, like, am I more myself around him? Is this, like, 100%, like, much more different than my friends? Like, yeah. this is probably a better friendship. Because most people, I don't think, analyze their actions immediately after like how many other than Charlie other than Charlie <laughs> but, but like most people are going to hang out with their friends and then go home and think about like how was that interaction compared to my interaction with other friends was I more me was I less me on a scale of one to five how me was I well I guess the question there is you know are our interactions all that different uh, between different friend groups uh, you know for some people it probably wouldn't be that varied. true but in this case right with Nick where you know he's got the rugby lads and the you know uh, and he you know, he may be a bit of a different soul and Charlie allows him that, you know, comfort or right. having you to express himself differently. The trustfulness. Right. It, it, it is no, noticeable enough, at least to his mom, to have that conversation. Yeah. And go like, yeah, it, there's a difference here that I that can be clearly noticed. Um, and then that gets him thinking. But that's the thing. I think like if you, if you did find that you were with someone that you were more able to be yourself around. You would just do it and it wouldn't necessarily even trigger in your brain that you were doing something different. It would just, you're just behaving naturally, right? Sure. Yeah. But I, I think, I, I also think that if, if it was that big of a difference, right, you know, because we do get to later in the book where, where Nick talks about all his friends are dickheads and, you know, he, you know, he doesn't want to hang out with them and, and that kind of thing. Like, you know, if, if, if it's that noticeable and again, we know Nick hasn't really noticed it yet. But if it is that noticeable, you know, it def- definitely leads um, to those questions of, well, why is it that different? Yeah. Um, which starts to kind of get later into into the book where Nick starts questioning things. 
And then there's a little scene where he is like looking at the photos he took of Nick and um, of Charlie and Nellie, of course. Of, of course. Of course, Nellie's there. And like just kind of zooming in and focusing more on Charlie and being like that. Oh, he's different. Like he like he's not just another friend. In yeah. Yeah. The, my, my relationship to this kid is is different. And then Charlie goes home and is like kind of depresso espresso there. Yeah. More more than usual. And his sister's <laughs> like, are you okay? And uh, and Charlie says, I fell for a straight boy. <laughs> oh, no. And then the next Saturday, next he's Saturday. like, back at it again, Back guys. at it again. And I think now we have uh, Nick visiting Charlie, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Nick comes over to Charlie's house, and we get almost like, a, it's a very similar scene to the flashback of Ben uh, first meeting uh, That's Charlie because right. uh, he's playing the drums. drums. Yeah, but this is you know kind of what that maybe should have been. Exactly. Right? So yeah. It's, you know, Charlie and Nick. Uh, Charlie's you know obviously he's the he's the drum pro and he's teaching Nick how to play drums and grabs his hands and yeah you know, kind of shows him how to really. But do it but then you have that that moment of hand to hand contact yeah. where uh, I think Nick is like. Nick steals a glance. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. Nick is over there blushing now. Right, yeah, exactly. With his little dimples. Charlie's his little his dimples. dimples. Little dimples. And then Charlie's like, well, yeah, that's probably cheating. Uh, uh, okay. And then they're doing some homework. It's like, homework's boring. And then I think they jump on... Ma- oh, there's a, uh, there's a then, tickling and wrestling. Yeah, and then another little intimate. Why are you so strong? I'm not strong. You're just small. Then another just little moment where they're both kind of blushing. Yeah, they're they're kind of romping around on the floor, tickling each other. I like how there's now the little the little written blush <laughs> uh, in the yeah, panel. Yeah. So like right beside their their clearly blushing faces. Now it, there's little blush blush in in the panels as well as they're wrestling on the ground. That's how you know they're actually blushing. That's how you know it's real blushing. Uh, yeah. They are blushing. They're, they're not just embarrassed. And then they jump on some Mario Kart again. And then they do have a cuppa. Then they, then they have their cuppa, even though they didn't go outside at all or get, fr- like, frozen. They're just like, you know what? Let's have a cuppa. Either Charlie or Charlie's family is, is more generous with their cuppas. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie's family comes home, and we finally see Oliver. He's a little right there. Right, that is Su- Oliver. Yep. Super cute, man. See, like, he's, like, pointing out Nick and everything. And so, Yeah, so there's this little panel. Uh, we don't... The text bubbles are just exclamation mark yeah. marks, so you know there's some kind of you know un- dialogue, happening. dialogue happening. But but Nick seems to really meet the family in a very yep. nice way. Yep, um, they all seem to get along very well. Um, they settle down to watch a movie. Yeah, they they settle in to watch a movie. And Charlie nods off while they're watching a movie. And obviously, <laughs> and uh, Nick experiments with touching Charlie's hand. Yeah, he, he kind of goes for the. Charlie has conveniently left his hand out of the blanket, palm up, uh, just ready to be held, I guess. And Nick is looking at it and wondering what to do. It was mischievously planned, guys. (laughs) And uh, I don't think he actually goes for it, though, right? He does. He does. He he sets his hand there, doesn't he? But he moves it away. He does, but it's like... He's like real close. Okay, that that I, I mean I would argue that panel you can't be sure if he yeah. does. You can't be sure yeah, whether or not there was possibly some contact, but he definitely. Either way, it's hold it's it's brief, and he takes it yeah. away. And then he kind of gets like a shock of like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, 
what am I thinking about? Why why am I wanting to do this? Yeah. What like? And there's a flash to the TV screen of the movie they're watching, which seems to be a straight couple kissing. Yeah, but it, I mean, I think also just implying like, that the movie is like a romance. Yeah, it right? is. So a they romance. they settle down to watch a, a romance film together, right? Whether well, I mean, or just a movie that has some sort of yeah. Romance there's there's plenty of movies that have kissing scenes in them that aren't could have been a rom com. I mean, that's obviously it could have been an action movie that has a romantic interest in it. I mean, I mean, it's not Spider Man. I don't see one of them upside down. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not Spider Man. I bet. But. I bet uh, Vin Diesel kisses somebody in one of the Fast and Furious movies. So, doesn't he? Probably. Exactly. Probably. Doesn't so he have a girlfriend? He's he does. Living yeah, that with yeah. the one girl. Exactly. He's, he's got he Letty. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hundred percent. But this this looks like I mean it's a couple in like a front yard with the car parked in the driveway. Kind of Fast and like Furious. Kind of, yeah. It looks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Vin Diesel has a has a yard in the Fast and the Furious. He has a that's, car. That's true, but but the the gentleman of, has hair, so we know. Oh shit! Okay, Diesel. that's fair. <laughs> I don't know why, but I want to say Back to the Future for some reason. Just it does kind of look Back to the like, Future. It kind of looks like looks the like girl. Martin it does look like Marty and, and he has like the little like yeah. plaid shirt right. and everything, and then yeah. it almost looks like like suspenders or something. I yeah. feel like he had something like that. Yeah. That like looks like his girlfriend too. Yeah, that yeah. Looks like Jennifer, and it looks, yeah. And it looks like he has like the same haircut, and then like she has the like the wavy hair. All right, well, Marty, where we're going? Now we, we need, don't need roads. We need to email and then Alice. The in the background, we need guys. to hear officially from Alice Oseman what the movie is. <laughs> we need to. We might be right. Guys. We might be right. I think. Conspiracy? I think we're onto something. Okay. <laughs> we might be on. Yo, Jennifer, check out that sweet four by four. Okay. Um. So Charlie wakes up. Um. Nick is is there and saying hi. You, you fell asleep. Haha. Um, and he needs to go home because it's it, like 10 30 now yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty late it's dark charlie's kind of wrapped up in a blanket uh you know and nick's getting ready to go out into the you know winter night um and nick says to charlie you look so cuddly like that <laughs> and then proceeds to give him a big hug, a big hug yep that Which, lasts for like several panels. Yeah, yeah, and there's a couple of panels of like both of them not really knowing or looking like they don't really know how to feel about what they're feeling. Yeah. And even at the end of it, uh, Nick is like, okay, <laughs> I'll see you on Monday. And then Tori like comes out after scenes like, I, I don't think he's straight, man. Uh, yeah, I yeah. feel like you should yeah. reconsider. <laughs> Well, I like th- I like the word in the panel where it just says appear in stars. Yeah, yeah. She, she where his does sister that just magically yeah. is there. Those like, it was a, I don't think he's straight. <laughs> those two panels of her just popping in and saying I don't think he's straight made her one of my favorite characters in this. Just 100%. brilliant. Yeah, and it's totally what she's like in this series too. Yeah, yeah. I would like to read uh, Solitaire just to learn more about her. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And she gets better throughout the series as well. Excellent. She pops up just as much. Uh, so now Nick's walking home. It looks like he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah, he's kind of in this, uh, you know, searching mode. You know, he's he's walking home. He's saying, "What is happening to me?" He he seems confused. So he he is now uh, he's feeling yeah. something here, right? And he's gonna go home and start googling some things. Yeah, he, he has to grab his PJs and his beanbag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to Google search, you need your beanbag. No, here. it's just search. No, no oh, right. Google. Yeah. Just search. It's, it's no, off just search. Brand it's off-brand search, yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't put that in here, guys. But he starts with, am I gay? And then he's got, like, all of these quizzes that you can take, and it's it's overwhelming. And I'm, like, 99% sure I did that BuzzFeed one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Possibly there's, that there's one, BuzzFeed, too. Quiz Rocket. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've done quite a few of those. So... 
<laughs> and uh, like at school. Well, he keeps school. going here too. Uh, he he keeps researching. So uh, yeah, the quizzes. The next one is uh, how to tell if you're gay. Yeah, and we've got the action words in the panel: read, 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 read. So tap, tap, know, tap, tap. We know, he's we know he's really like doing some research here. He's changing positions too, so he's yeah. like trying to get comfortable, man. And then what's that last one there? It's uh, I like girls, but now I like a boy. Question, question mark, mark. Question four mark. Times. Yeah. yeah. Like but there's also a panel where during this research he's looking at pictures of right. Charlie on his phone. Right. Right. So and again, I think that's that's a moment of like, am I really feeling this? Yeah. And you got to look at it. Oh, maybe I am. And then, and then he's just like, oh, I can't deal with this. Closes the laptop. Oh, help me. <laughs> yeah. Snuggles into bed with a help me, and uh, and then now we're April. It's two weeks later, um, and we're at a rugby game. And then something, and then you see Charlie texting Tao and like, I think he might like me back. And, and Tao's like, oh my God, explain this is what? And then he's like, over the past two weeks, you know, we've been like hanging out. Mm -hmm. And he's like a little bit more physical, perhaps. Like we hug now. Sometimes I catch him like looking at me. And then Tao's like, I don't want to say anything, but like he's asked around and he heard that Nick has a crush on yes. a girl car called Tara Jones from Higgs yeah. for like three years, mm -hmm. which is pretty important to the story. Line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the. The fact that it's three year old information, um, <laughs> you know, like obviously in high school people change and a lot over the course school. of a few years yes and it's just so, like know, a like rumor he, too so. yeah he's, he's like but this this has but a it, it profound effect on charlie yeah, i think it hits charlie even though realistically you know as a as an outside observer you go yeah you know something that happened in middle school right like, yeah you know, the, the, you know kids evolve so fast over three years i like, mean he's been hanging out with nick for like this like past like what is it like two three months yeah like been privately hanging out and then like even at school it's like ne never even once heard of Tara Jones like yeah. not even a little bit so, like all the rugby lads like it's a high school like you feel like if he had a crush on someone you would have heard of it by exactly because it, it was just like in the change room or something yeah because it seems like at this point you know Charlie should think that he is one of Nick's if not best friends then better friends mm -hmm. and if he still had an active crush on somebody it would have come up in conversation or like even just like he's like it's a sports team, like, with a bunch of boys. Yeah. They're probably going to be talking about crushes. Like, exactly. Especially, like, even in, like, the change room or something. Like, I feel like it's probably come up. Yeah. But this this is where that overanalyzing that we've seen Charlie yeah. do, I think, you know, he takes that information. And despite all the signs that, you know, he knows Nick really well and has, you know, seen what he's been up to for three months straight or whatever it is, he still takes that information and is shocked by it. And, you know, it, it throws a wrench into everything. Over things, um, you know, like and so he, he, yeah, he really starts to overanalyze or put too much stock in it, perhaps yeah. more than just overanalyzing yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, it throws throws kind of a, a wrench into things um, for Charlie a little bit, right? The the looks are a little more pained. Yep. Um, you know, he's he's thinking this, even though you know Nick's won the rugby game. They're all trying to celebrate. Charlie he's is literally he's Nick's distracted. like literally cradling him like <laughs> by the waist, and he's like, oh, he has a crush on Tara. He's like. He hasn't done that to anyone else. He's, like, giving him, like, a hug around the waist, like, pulling him close. Yep. Like, literally, like, Charlie literally has his hand, like, over his, like, over his shoulders and stuff. And he's like, oh, he has a crush on Tara, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has a crush on a girl he hasn't seen in three years. Yeah, totally. Tisk, tisk, tisk. 
And then, and then you get to see uh, Nick's friends. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we've heard that Nick is a rugby lad. Uh, the rugby king. The rugby king, exact. you know, and, and obviously he has uh, this whole other friend group. And this is the first kind of uh, interaction we see. So Christian, Cy, and Otis uh, seem to be Nick's, Nick's friends from his same year. They're observing Nick and Charlie interacting with each other. You know, Charlie's wiping Nick's cheek and, you know, they're talking. And, and so his friends are kind of, you know, starting to speculate a little bit. It's actually, it's really interesting because usually, like, it's like you see, like, Charlie's, like, the gay, the one that's openly gay, and then, like, Nick's right. the rugby lad. And then usually you would think someone would be like, oh, Charlie probably has a crush on Nick. But they actually say Nick has a crush on Charlie, mm-hmm. which is, I think, is pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I mean, very different from the show where all the rugby lads seem to be in the camp of n- maybe not overtly homophobic or anything like that, but certainly... Other than Harry, other than Harry. But certainly they seem a lot more heteronormative, uh, yeah. his friends in the show. Um, and, and here the friends seem if not outright supportive, I mean... Obviously not like, let's go, like, let's yeah, go LGBTQ. Yeah, not, not quite so like heteronormative, like, they seem to... They're like... Even though the, the coach kind of chimes in and says, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't speculate about people's sexuality, they never seem to talk about it in a negative way yeah. at all. Um, and the last little thought bubble from uh, Cy, I think it is, says, I can kind of see Nick and Charlie, right? So, yep. you know, there's this potential support from at least some of this group of friends um, that Nick has and and that Nick is maybe not aware of because uh, later on he he calls all his friends dickheads and you know he doesn't want to hang out with them and uh, he'd rather hang out with Charlie but clearly you know he has some support there and and totally they're not not all just hairy greens and you know yeah rich uh, assholes rich sweet 16 people (laughs) that's right yeah and then this is when it gets into like going to his, Harry's party. That's right. Yeah, uh, Nick asks uh, Charlie to come to, uh, or if he's going to Harry's party. And then it's like, if you're not, please come, please. please yeah, please. exactly. Because uh, I think uh, Charlie's first thought is like, I was invited, but I don't really want to go. Well, and we, as we know from like teen lore, parties are where real kind of the real action happens. Yes, right? parties so, are where thi- like things are confessed and. That's yeah. right. Where where There's things are revealed or yeah, professions of things. Especially right. high school parties usually have a little right. bit of like a truth serum here and there. Right. <laughs> a little thing called alcohol. Don't know yep. what you're hinting at there <laughs> at all. But, uh, yes. Um, and uh, I, I think in, in this sense, right, like we, we're definitely well into the book. Um, you know, just physically, we, we, we know there's not a lot of panels left. Um, so th- we know something's going to happen at this party uh, that's going to change the, the relationship. Here. I mean, also, it's like possibly a private school. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they're literally called a grammar school. So, yeah, it's and the they were grammar like, school. They it's an all boys school, too. It's yeah, all boys. So yeah. it's probably like, well, I mean, they partner with Higgs like it's the same. I'm pretty sure it's like this. Well, it's Higgs, under it, Higgs the is the girls' school. Yeah, uh, Truham is the boys' school. You know, but like they're the same. Like they do sports day together and all that. Yeah. yeah. So they're obviously partnered, but like still, it's it's most likely like some sort of private academy or something. Sure. Or, yeah. You know, a little bit more of a private school, somewhat. You know, it's not like just like if you're in the area, you're probably going to go. to the <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's right. Like <laughs> like the majority of 
school districts. It's like if you're in this catchment, you're going to this school. Yeah, yeah. Th- like there's there's going to be kids from here that are going to be going to some some big time schools uh, for college in England for sure. Yeah, some Ivy League stuff. And, and, and there's and obviously like Harry people who are rich. That yeah. Yes. There. So Harry Green is rich, at yeah. where his parents his are extremely parents. rich. Yeah. yeah. Parents are like millionaires or something. I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, they rent out. They rented entire, a massive like hotel, an entire hotel, the St. George Hotel yeah. for the party for his 16th birthday party. Yeah. They have a little like security guy with like a nameless. So yeah, <laughs> which is which is strange in the sense that there's you know like definitely a rent-a-cop security guard checking people at the door, but there doesn't seem to be any other adult supervision anywhere else in the party. Right? They've invited what looks like hundreds of high school teenagers. Yeah. to a hotel. Book the whole thing out. There's booze and whatnot. there's not booze. There's not booze. I don't okay. think there's booze. I think the, when you see them go to the bar, there is a sign that says no alcohol. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I think. I pay attention to that. Yeah, I think in my my guess is that they probably rented the hotel, but with the stipulation that booze okay. wasn't allowed. Now booze might be smuggled in by somebody. Uh, I mean, it's a high school. But party. exactly. <laughs> but Although it is private academy. But, but the, the, the I don't think the bar was serving booze. Okay. It would have to be smuggled in, and you would have to get past the rent-a-cop at the front. Sure. It's one guy, I guarantee. It's, but, but there definitely doesn't really seem to be much other adult supervision either. No. no, but, you know, I think that's also kind of the the attitude of some rich parents. They'll just be like, well, we'll let the staff take care of it. Uh, blah, blah, we'll just go off. His and parents, I feel like, aren't even there. Yeah, no, exactly. They're probably off in... They're probably, like, off... On a business trip. Yeah, vacationing in <laughs> vacationing in Italy. That's right. Uh, so so Charlie shows up to the party. He's on the list. Uh, he wanders in. He checks himself in the mirror. Uh, he and wanders out to the ballroom, and he finds Nick. Nick just sort of standing there awkwardly, uh, yeah, waiting for somebody. Yeah. He like sees him like awkwardly does a little stance like oh, and then Charlie smiles with his dimples, 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 dimples. I love, love the dimples. Live dimple counts on this podcast. <laughs> Nick is very Nick is very happy uh, to see Charlie. I've been looking for you. Uh, they wander off. Oh yeah, so they do go to the bar, and there is a little tiny there sign. Yeah, that called says it. No alcohol. Wow. At least at the bar, but yeah, yeah, you never know. Neat. Super cool. Yeah. I did not notice that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely definitely makes the case for why there's a lot less adult supervision. Right, yeah, no, exactly. No alcohol at the bar, so right on. Oh, and, and mi- then the, 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 the devil The rich himself. ringleader, Harry Green, shows up uh, to let Nick know that his, his crush his from middle school. His previous crush, yeah, Tara Jones. From three years ago, Tara no Jones. said it was a crush. They just kissed once. Like, yeah, well, I mean, if they kissed once at a party, like... Two or three years. You might as well be married, really. That's right. Yeah, in high school parlance, that's uh, that's pretty serious. And so everyone's like pressuring Nick to go and say hi and to like you know pursue his his crush. Um, and he he does finally like he's he's pressured enough to like he's dragged out basically, right? He's he, yeah, he's even like it's been years. Like I like I don't even care. I've never even like I probably not even thought about her once. Yeah. Guys, like I don't need to. And then he's like. Come on, like you don't don't you don't need to hang out with Charlie. Like, go say hi to your possible girlfriend. Yeah, and I gotta say, like, how this thing with uh, Tara Jones turns out is actually one of my favorite parts of the book. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So he gets he gets sort of dragged out to uh, to hang to to visit Tara, and they're they're both sort of standing there awkwardly, 
And um, on a side so, note, yeah, well, so it cuts, it cuts back. So, yeah, Nick, Nick and Tara are chatting or they start chatting. But it cuts to Charlie kind of wandering around going stupid. You know, how could I think he was into me? Yep. And he runs snack into Ben yep. in the hallway. And then you'll learn more about that later. But anyways, cutting back to Nick and Tara, they like, like, sorry, kind of like got dragged out to see you. Like, yep. not that I don't want to like say hi, but like, I didn't do this. Yeah, I mean, sorry. It <laughs> sorry if it seemed very forward. It was not my fault. Uh, yeah. Well, and then Tara straight up tells Nick that she's gay. Yes. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. And she's like, ah, oh, you didn't know. Uh, that's that's my girlfriend. girlfriend over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. And then she asks Nick, so I've heard you've been hanging out with Charlie Spring a lot yeah. recently. He's like, you're just and, friends? And or? Kinda, yeah, is that, are you just friends? She hints around it. He's kind of like, uh, well, uh Blushing, uh, blushing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Embarrassed yeah. or something. And then she offers uh, that you can always talk to me about it if yeah. you need to, right? So now he has a, another kind of link in his support system around this. So many rather supportive characters just, in this, too, which is brilliant. just the beanbag and the laptop. Right, yes. <laughs> and his PJs, okay. Yeah, can't forget the PJs. And then he immediately is like, goes, asks his friends, like, hey, then you guys see like where Charlie went? Yeah. Like, I was just with him. He's like my, he's my plus one to this party, guys. <laughs> I, uh, he's my only friend. Uh <laughs> And then Harry is like, why do you, why do you even hang out with them? He's like, we're friends. Like, why? Right. I was like, he's just some nerdy little year 10. He got, he got really popular after all the bullying last year. Like, do you feel sorry for him just because he's gay? I was like, and it's like, wait, no. Do you think Charlie fancies Nick? Oh my God. How, like, how sad. And then and Nick and isn't gonna one Nick's of the response best here. Yeah. Total loss that they couldn't swear in. <laughs> yeah. The show yes. Because he's like, you know what, Harry? Fuck you. You're a pathetic, home, homophobic, self-obsessed dick, and I really dislike you. Not yeah. allowed to say I hate you. He's allowed to say everything else, but I like, can't be like I hate you. I really dislike. I you. really dislike you. <laughs> I really don't like you. Right <laughs> That's now. my Britishness. I can't be too rude to you. That's right. But fuck but you, and, you. And follows it up with happy fucking birthday. Happy <laughs> fucking birthday, you to bad which person. Tara Jones and her girlfriend go. Darcy, I, Darcy, Darcy. Her yeah. name's Darcy. I <laughs> actually love him. So, you know, some, some real points for Nick here. Um, this was handled a little differently in the TV show um, in the sense that the conversation between Nick and Tara was a little different. Yeah. Um, similar points, but didn't end with the hey, uh, you can talk to me and, uh, you know, I'm part About of your support like network. It didn't really end in that way. Um, nor did they see the confrontation between Nick and Harry. And, and nor did Nick get to swear at all, sadly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, so it, a little a little bit different there uh, from the TV show where they're kind of keeping the, the Tara Jones and, and Nick, Nick story a little bit separate. Okay. And then... Then Nick goes off, finds Charlie again. Yep. They chat for a little bit, uh, and then he's like, do you want to go someplace quiet? Yeah. He's well, like, well, Charlie tells him about his run-in with Ben. Right, yes. And Nick is, is proud of him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then there's the, well, hey, it's a little noisy here. Uh, let's let's get out of here. Holds his hand. Yeah. Uh, leads him, leads him away. Leads him away. Yeah. Which is a total cliche, but we love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, and then Charlie's. I'll race you. Charlie flirtatiously says, "I'll race yeah. you," because he's the fast one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he leads him to uh, some kind of ballroom, 
Function or huge. function room B. Function room B, yeah. Function room B, which is just like a huge fancy ballroom. Yeah. As like somehow like there's no kids up here. Like. Well, I mean they've rented the entire hotel, so. To be fair, there's no DJ in this room, right? There, there's a DJ somewhere else. They've gone up some stairs. We it's don't a know. High school party. How are the people like not hooking up in every single room? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I know they're like. <laughs> I know they're going. In on. my Come experience, on. teenagers are inherently lazy. So if there's stairs and things in right, yeah, that yeah. tends to. No one's hooking up in function of, room yeah. B. Yeah, if it's, it's too many stairs, if it's up too many flights of stairs. There's, there's I mean, that's there too are, far. There are multiple people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the show, you do see them run up like multiple, multiple <laughs> yeah. flights of stairs. You're That's like, true. how they, many floors is this place? It looks like in the show, they go up like eight stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're so. like, how did you stay? Like, how did you keep your breath? Like That that will weed out uh, some of the teens. They're, they're not going to put in eight floors worth of it effort. Would, it would weed like, me out. I might meet up with you on floor two, but right, no yeah. way we're going up <laughs> to yeah, floor exactly. eight. Unless there's an elevator, we are not going any higher, <laughs> my man. I will be too out of breath to do anything. <laughs> That's right, yeah. There's, there's not enough energy left to, right. to do anything. I'll give you going. a little peck on the cheek and then we're going <laughs> back down. <laughs> and then All like, right, so they're, yeah, they get into the ballroom. They're kind of, they're talking a little bit about, uh, you know, you know Nick's encounter with Harry. Uh, and the entire Charlie's like he should be on the My Sweet Sixteen, you know, cry when his parents get him the wrong color. color. Exactly, that's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's a terrible show. I've watched a couple of episodes of he, it. He'd fit right in. It's just the worst. Uh, and then, and then Charlie, you know, he's brave enough to ask the question about the girl. Do you do you still kind of have a crush on her or whatever? He's like, no, de- no, like definitely not. It's like we kissed at a party when we were like thirteen, liked her at the time, but like. I barely like I don't even like maybe one thought about her since then and like definitely do not like her that way anymore. Yep. And then in a kind of a, a bit of a surprising move from Charlie is he he keeps on this line of questioning. Yeah. Where he, you know, uh, you know, he's he's feeling it out. Yeah. He's feeling things out. But more Nick. bravely than he has. In true. The past. True. More and bravely like, than he has in the past. This, but still, this is a little different for Charlie to be this up front with his question it's still he's approaching it in a very safe subtle way true but he's asking these questions he is he is absolutely is yeah Yeah. um so we get um so you don't have a crush on anyone and he uh i didn't say say that that specifically it's like so like he's like okay well what what she like then and nick's like you're just gonna assume that they're a she yeah totally like a boom. Bomb. Boom, yes. Mind blown. Keep going. Yeah. And then Charlie kind of gets a little bit closer. He's like, are they not a girl? Nick gets flustered at that point. He's like, uh, Then Charlie again's like, would you, getting even braver this time, would you go out with someone who wasn't a girl? Nick is like, still obviously confronting his feelings and everything. He's like, I don't know, like, possibly. And, and, then, and blushing the whole time. Yeah. 100%. They're both blushing their yep. eyes out, man. And then Charlie finally asked the big, maybe would you kiss someone who wasn't a girl? And then Nick again kind of gets closer, though. He's like, I don't know. Then they have a little, like, hand-touching moment. And then, would you kiss me from Charlie? And then a he says, subtle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A very British, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. All right. <laughs> All right, mate. Give it a go. <laughs> and so they do. Yeah. And then they stop. 
and then they do some Blush more. Blush a moment, come back, yeah. and then he's like, you okay? And then Nick's friends are like, Nick, you up here? And he gets scared and is like, Nick, I know you're up here somewhere. Harry wants to talk to you. He gets super nervous, like, oh, no, my friends, like, this isn't, like, super nervous, like, holding his arm. Yeah, the, n- the, the nervous face here with yeah. the, the squiggly lips and the, you know, just the, the eye bags, the emotion yeah. there. Yeah, I, I think it's that, you know, he doesn't he, this is new to him. And he doesn't know if he wants to be caught in this moment. He doesn't. He doesn't know if he wants this part of himself to be revealed. I think it's also even just like, could I like if I wanted to like all these people like I'm like the star player like, could I do this like is this the right path for me? Yeah, is this safe? Yeah. Yeah. Will I lose my rug- rugby king throne? Right. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. It's like what? What would my friends think? Like, would I lose all of that? Like, also doing like doing something like this like at a party like after i just after they just made me confront it like all those questions are just like, yeah. like yeah so i mean he goes out to he goes out to face his friends um leaving charlie um to kind of ponder what just happened yeah um i mean you know definitely an awkward situation and charlie gets back in his head again and going i'm sorry i'm sorry he's you know kind of looks like some tears and just kind of fades to black. Uh, and, th- and that's the end of the book. And then there's a couple little preview scenes from book Heart two. We'll continue. We'll come yeah. back to that little page after. But that's, that's where it ends with uh, essentially, you know, the, they've made out. Nick's wandered off. Charlie's confused. Nobody knows what's happening. And that's it. So real cliffhanger uh, at the end of the day here. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Um, first thing I got to say is I absolutely love this book. I, I love it. So I, much. I adored it. Um, and I was a little bit surprised because when I came in and I was told like it was this, this queer friendly romance and, um, sort of hit the first page or two. My, my first thought was that this was going to be a story about this, this gay kid in school, um, figuring out how to come out or whatever else. And instead it ended up being about, I think more about Nick's growth. Um, where you have a character who thinks that, you know, went through up to this moment in his life thinking he was heterosexual and having a moment where he realizes that it may be more complicated than that. And him having to sort of, address that with himself, open up to these possibilities and everything else. And I think that's a really interesting perspective for a story. And I think books like this, I think are fantastic for allowing people who feel a certain way to connect with other characters who also feel the same way or who might be experiencing the same thing. And I relate to the story. And I feel like they're, that they're potentially right now are going to be potentially, I said potential too many times in that sentence, but um, these kids who have thought that they were heterosexual and then something happens that makes them think maybe it's more complicated. And are they alone? And is this a weird feeling? And, and books like this allow them to connect with characters and see themselves in those characters and find ways through what they're struggling with. 
right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I think that just the, the fact that it's okay to um, have those feelings and to search for answers, right? To go, hey, let's ask these questions. Should I take a quiz? Should I, you know, check stuff out online? Um, and, you know, regardless of what the answers are, right, the, the normalizing the ability to ask those questions and to look for answers um, and see that there are other people that, you know, have those feelings or are confused or are uncertain because, um, yeah, not everybody really figures out the answers to those questions. Um, obviously, we don't know the start of Charlie's journey in this. We know he's kind of out and, you know, but Nick's journey as far as slowly realizing that there's questions to be asked and then asking them uh, and then pursuing kind of that, that answer, which culminates with that moment at the end uh, with Charlie. Like, it definitely, I think... Um, identifies with a lot of kids in high school where you know that's the time right when you start to ask those questions or maybe you should be asking those questions um and you know a lot of times there's a stigma with being young and starting to ask those questions uh and this this kind of view of saying hey no that's normal please ask those questions or or you know it's 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 good to do that because you'll you'll start to figure these things out if you ask the questions yeah, I mean, uh, like, I know for, like, tons of, like, teenagers and, like, young younger people, I was, like, specifically that one scene where, like, you're searching up and you're doing those tests where, like, sometimes it's not even, it's not too much of a joke. Like, you actually are, like, you're serious about this. And it's, like, it's something that I know, like, a hundred, like, hundreds of people, like, it's, it's a, like, talked about scene a lot of, uh, of, of, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I've done those tests. Like, I've been in that situation where it's, like, it's late at night, I'm questioning, and I'm, like, I'm doing these quizzes online. I'm, like, I'm researching this because I don't know, like, whether or not, like, this is a thing that's supposed to happen, if it's normal, if it's not, like, who, like, trying to figure out who, like, you are and, like, kind of, like, how it would work in your life and, like, what it is even half the time. Yeah, I think we also have to caveat that BuzzFeed is not <laughs> the be-all, yeah. end-all answer no, to no. these questions. So whoa, 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 what? Not, not to offend people at BuzzFeed or, or anything like that. But You that, might I can't take a BuzzFeed you, you might want to do quiz more to find out where I am reason. on the okay. sexuality okay. spectrum? BuzzFeed is BuzzFeed's good for trivia questions, but when you're trying to figure out like what you're feeling inside, maybe... Maybe try like actual research and not just some BuzzFeed quizzes, like 15 of them, because I guarantee you will get half like same answers and half totally random different answers. <laughs> yeah, to, to all the young people out there, dig a little deeper yeah. in BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, BuzzFeed might not help you the best. But I do think it's, it's you know, more people need to be taught um, that both gender and sexuality exist on a spectrum. And yeah, that right. um, this idea of, of black and white, male, female, gay, straight, uh, is an oversimplification. And, you know, one of the things I think is interesting about this story so far is I don't necessarily want to assume necessarily that Nick is bisexual, right? Because I think it's possible to be mostly straight, but have an attraction that breaks that rule in a singular case, 
right? Like it's entirely possible for him to be attracted and in love with specifically this one person. Um, I mean, maybe he is bi. Maybe this is his his uh, entry into understanding that about himself. But um, I think in education, um, the more that we can teach that, again, it's a, it's a it's a spectrum, and it's not either or, and there aren't rigid um, structures that you have to exist within. Yeah, and, and that it's an evolution as well. Yeah. Right? So, you know, Nick talks about, you know, this experience with Tara when, you know, they were in whatever se- grade seven, eight, right? Where mm-hmm. there was this kiss. Year and seven. Yeah, year seven. Uh, similar to grade seven, I think, right? But, Not uh, really. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they so they both evolved too, right? You know, Tara has, has realized, you know, that she she's is, gay. Yeah. She's gay, um, has a girlfriend, right? Has moved on. Nick is obviously having these feelings. So, you know, the fact that, you know, there's a spectrum that's out there, but also that people shift and move around on that spectrum, depending on the person that they're with or, you know, kind of where they're at in their life. Uh, There's no constants, right? Uh, And and that's the thing I think that, you know, as as a kid, when you look at, you know, maybe the grown up world and you see, you know, people that are married, whether whether it's, you know, gay or straight or, or what have you, right? It looks very fixed when you when you're young and you look at adult relationships. It seems very kind of fixed that you know this is gonna be how it is for the rest of time. But things are very fluid. Things change. Things totally evolve. Um, and you know, not that there's you know you're gonna figure everything out in high school. But I think novels like this or stories like this, where it seems very okay to ask the questions. Um, to explore for that kind of knowledge um, is that's the right step, right? That's the right direction that, that kids need to go. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of pressure out there right now in, in a lot of the states where this kind of stuff is banned to shut down that, that thinking or, um, you know, kids exploring sexuality. Um, but really, like, that's the time in your life school frame and, and beyond where those are the questions you, you need to be asking because yeah. if you're not asking them then you get stuck into something that you you know uh, an, an area where you don't want to be um you, you get stuck into potentially a, a life that you maybe don't want or that's yeah. not be fulfilling or happy for at least from a relationship perspective so um you know these kind of stories are very important uh to to younger people being able to explore um, or feeling more comfortable to explore those questions. Um, and again, whether they get answers or not, asking the question is the important step. As we see in that last chapter, Charlie just asking, you know, hey, would you ever do this? Or, you know, yeah. you know that, that leads to some answers um, or, or some movement uh, of, of the dial there in, in the relationship. So, yeah, definitely the value here of, and again, maybe a little different from from rage as far as the value on the on the teenager. <laughs> a touch, but, uh, you know, definitely um, as far as the the thing that confuses teenagers a lot more, right? That that whole sexuality aspect, yeah. especially later in high school. Um, you know, definitely having stories like this out there that that uh, push people, or or at least you know, certainly show the way to to what asking questions may lead to. Uh, I think is very important. 100%. And like also like 
you don't have to know like you don't have to have a correct answer like you don't have to like research and be like this is like these are like these are the options this is the spectrum like you don't have to have like a this this is like you don't have to have a label like it's 100 percent okay to just like not know until like you actually like get there right which they do do that in the books like would you date someone would you kiss it like i i don't know i don't know until like it's like specifically like right here right now would you when you may maybe you never know until you meet that person either right exactly like what todd what you were saying about about nick of you know is he primarily heterosexual and it's it's really just charlie or you know like those questions yeah maybe maybe the answer is charlie and it's not it's not anything else besides that but you know being afraid to ask those questions or to examine it or or to kind of like poke at that aspect uh, of your life um, you know, that's the thing that as, especially as a younger person, if you don't ever ask those questions, then you're stuck, right? You're, you're never going to, exactly. you're never exactly. going to get to experience those relationships, um, whether they're great love or, um, just a relationship that makes you feel comfortable and safe and secure or whatever it is, you're never going to get to that point unless you ask those questions. Right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely a, a, a very, I think important story and stories like this obviously um not being banned (laughs) or being accessible to to children and and youth uh i think are very important um and uh, yeah it's just kind of sad that we kind of go through this all the time with with books like this where you know just again you see something on page two and you go well we're gonna ban that yeah (laughs) yeah without any thought to like the actual content of the book the actual message of the book um not that i would say that uh, any of the people would w- who would want it banned based off of page two would change their mind after reading the entire book. No, no, they'd get to the end and be bad. just as adamant. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, despite the artwork, they would still. Despite the artwork, yeah. Um, despite the dimples. Despite the dimples, right? The dimples oh. should win them over. Exactly. Um, we haven't actually discussed this prior to this, but I would be tempted to follow up with volume two in the next episode. I would join you on that. All right. I was going to see if you would come along for that. Ayla's read like all the books that are available. So she's ready to go on this. I am ready. I am ready. Volume five and six. Five is coming out in November, December for Canada. And then volume six is to be determined. All right. So um, let's wrap wrap things up for today. And uh, we'll be back to cover volume two next time. Yes, 100%. All right. Um, Thanks, everyone, uh, for listening. As always, you can find all of our links at uh, blah, 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 media.com. Um, that's B-L-A-H-B-L-A-H-B-L-A-H media.com. You can link to our uh, Facebook. You can link to our merch. You can connect to our uh, Patreon or buy me a coffee if you want to give us some money. Um, just just all of our stuff's there. Uh, until next time, I've been Todd Sullivan. I've been Peter Ammon. And I've been Ayla Ammon. And go read a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs>